Today's guest is homeopath Yeri Sahovsky in Prague, who has been practicing since 1980. In 1992, Yeri founded a homeopathic school in Prague, from which many Czech homeopaths have since graduated. In 2002, he discovered the usefulness of the autopathic principle. So auto means self and pathy means disease, as opposed to homeopathy, where homeo means similar and pathy means disease. So autopathy is same, same, but different to homeopathy. And we'll talk about that more today. Yeri has also invented a tool for reliable home preparation of autopathic dilutions. And he has been developing this method further over the past 20 years. He documented his findings in three books. The first is Autopathy, A Homeopathic Journey to Harmony. The second is Get Well with Autopathy. And the third one is The Autopathy Handbook. He has also published many articles in the journal hpathy.com, which in 2022 gave him the award Pioneer in Homeopathy. He regularly organizes seminars and webinars on autopathy. More information about Yeri and his method can be found at www.autopathy.com. If you would like to purchase any of Yeri's books, there will be a link in the show notes and it will include my referral link from Amazon. So I do get a small kickback from that, which helps me to continue producing more episodes. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the Homeopathy Hangout, where we discuss all things homeopathy from around the world. And now my mum and your host, Eugenie Kruger. Hello, homies, and a very warm welcome to Homeopathy Hangout. Today, we get to speak with homeopath Yeri Chahovsky in Prague. Welcome to the show, Yeri. Thank you for your invitation, and I'm prepared to explain Possibly in 30 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited. Well, we do have a little bit longer if you need to. So we've got like 45. We can go to an hour if we need to. But I have a funny question to ask you before we start. I have a very good Czech friend and he once told me this word, stick your finger through your neck. And it sounds very funny if you say that in Czech. Can you say stick your finger through your neck in your language? (laughs) You It sounded something like... Ah, uh, yes, that's right. We have it. <laughs> oh, so tell us a little bit, Yuri. How were you first introduced to homeopathy? Uh, it was 20 years ago, and in my practice, I had, of course, also cases which didn't develop well after well-selected remedies, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know it. And so I was looking around how to help them. And simply it was allergic in this matter because if it can help the preparation from a snake or from a camel or from a dog and Mm. cat, it's also possible to make preparation from people, from men or women. So the first what comes in account is saliva, of course, because mm-hmm. saliva brings information about the man and also information about parasites living mm-hmm. in the digestive system. So I try to use it first on my family, of course. <laughs> 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 and uh, the test had uh, positive results, which was very convincing, not only for me, for, but for people concerned, really. Uh-huh. And so I was giving it to people who didn't develop the best way after homopathic remedy. I was classical 
homeopatent a je matil now and mm-hmm. I prescribe uh, following totality of symptoms and all this. So constitutional prescribing, I teach it at my homeopathic school in Prague for 30 years. And I can say hundreds of Czech homeopaths passed the studies in the school and practice now successfully. And it was a development. And mm. in some cases, in cases of incurable chronic diseases, mm. that's why people come to homeopaths, because there are so many incurable diseases now around us. And people speaking about it and recommending this method. So I got more and more clients asking directly mm. for autopathic treatment. Mm. So I gathered hundreds of cases mm. and I was carefully recording all what they said uh, in the first interview and uh, also follow-up interviews. Mm. And uh, I have also cases which under my supervision for 20 years now only on autopathy. Mm. And these people originally came with allergies, asthma, bronchial asthma, Mm. or depression, sleeplessness, Mm. uh, and, uh, you know, this big range of chronic migrants, even with uh, inner diseases of inner organs. And all these people tried before, not only homeopathy, but also Allopathy, of course, mm. and they were helped by autopathy. I wrote about it three books. The first book are available in English. The first book is how I came to autopathic treatment and uh, how it has developed from my practice. And the second is uh, I published it. I wrote it about five years after that. Mm-hmm. It's this one that contains about 20 cases, 50 or more more cases of incurable problems cured. And uh, this is... uh, What what is the name of that first book that you held up? Because I've just realized that um, our listeners Uh, that uh, haven't got the video. So Get Well with Autopathy is the one? Yeah, yeah. It's my second book. And it contains also the system, Mm -hmm. how to proceed. So many people... Uh, were practicing only after reading the book, not only in my country, but also in America, Canada, and Europe. So it's also a handbook, too. Okay. Uh, but the latest work on the topic is uh, auto handbook, handbook uh, was published uh, in uh, 217, and uh, it contains all these methods, and I tried to give them a system which mm. can help people really work also without an advisor. And they really get results because we organize every year annual conference. Okay. And it is usually in January or February. And there gather about 200 people mm. and all of them skillful in autopathy and with experienced advisors mm. and uh, they speak about their cases. 
it's the content of the conference. Oh, wow. Uh, and is so, it usually held in Prague or somewhere else? Yes, it's always in Prague. Oh, wow. Except last two years, it wasn't able to organize gathering because mm. it was prohibited. And therefore, it was in Zoom program. But our experiences with Zoom are very good. Yeah, I must good. say mm. there is on the only lack of personal contact, mm. which is also very amazing because people um, made friendships uh, during breaks mm. at conferences and uh, contact with mm. other uh, counselors and all this, which now wasn't possible. But I believe that we will return to whole conferences. Mm. One very interesting contribution to conference about three years ago was by Susan Houghton from Massachusetts and she has practiced there and it's her speech is available at our English website autopathy.com. Okay amazing I know that you were so excited to speak about autopathy so when I asked at the start how did you first get into homeopathy I think you heard autopathy so just for our listeners Yeri hasn't been practicing only for 20 years the autopathy has been the last 20 years but You've been doing homeopathy since 1980, like when I was one year yeah. old. <laughs> that is yeah. amazing. How did you first discover homeopathy? Like what made you decide to want to be a homeopath? Mm. Oh, it was by chance, I think, <laughs> because uh, all our family was ill, including children, small children. Mm. And we were visiting very often doctors and giving antibiotics and all these practices without any positive results. And mm. these bronchitis were repeated. And I was also, the doctor told me that I will have it until I die. So at this moment, my sister, which was, uh, she was living in uh, England, sent me uh, many books about Autopathy, because her friend was about homeopathy, <laughs> sorry, because her friend was studying at that time homeopathic school in London. Uh-huh. And I started to read it and to practice first on my family and then also with my friends. Mm-hmm. I was uh, working at that time as in a publishing for children. Mm. And also my colleagues uh, were losing their uh, allergies after well-selected remedy, which I was forced to make by myself because homeopathy was prohibited by communist regime. Yeah, it was prohibited because from ideological reasons. Okay, that's interesting. Because we work with immaterial substances which was prohibited by communists. Wow. They were, materialism was obligatory at that time. And after break of communism, I started to practice regularly. And I also co-founded a homeopathic society, where at the beginning it was for doctors, medical doctors only. I was in the committee and we had about... 600 members very soon, which was really a huge Just mo- in movement. Prague? It was uh, Czechoslovakia oh, at that time. Okay. Still, though, yeah. that's a lot of people. It's a lot of homeopaths. Mm, yeah, mm. yeah. And 
I wrote also some radio plays which mm-hmm. were broadcasted by state radio and uh, such things. So I, I was uh, my effort was to establish homeopathy here, and uh, I founded also the school for homeopathy, which runs until today and tomorrow we start the first class oh again. really oh, that's special <laughs> a new first class mm. wow you you have done a lot that is incredible you've certainly certainly yeah. not been sitting around idly that's for sure <laughs> so tell us a little bit more about autopathy because when um yeah. we have a facebook group it's called homeopathy hangout podcast facebook group and it's for the listeners of the show and it's for guests who have been on the show that want to come and join the facebook group to talk about you know past episodes and to ask and give suggestions on which guests to have and somebody on the in the group said to get in touch with you and when i went to your website i saw what you do i was so excited because autopathy is something that for some reason just really resonates with me you know it's the ultimate like cures like because you know uh, well i guess the same cures same but auto obviously for our listeners means self and pathy means disease so it's just kind of taking homeopathy to another level and it gets me really excited so tell us a little bit more about the method how do we go about this mm-hmm. The basic principles I I can only describe. It's um, the simplest method is from saliva. Mm -hmm. It's always holistic method because we treat vital force, not uh, spleen or depression or Mm. uh, throat or inflammation in the throat, etc. We really treat vital force as stated by Hahnemann 200 years ago. So all diseases are caused by disturbance of vital force. Mm. So we must to make it finer to touch the fine matter vital force, the information from the saliva. Mm. And we use it uh, for this reason a autopathy bottle. It's a glass tool which I designed uh, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. It's and for, for anyone on, listening right now that can't see what Yeti is holding up, it's this incredibly interesting glass contraption that he designed himself. And if you go on YouTube, there is actually a video there of him with this contraption, and you can purchase it through his website, I believe. And it is yeah. all patented. So it's very simple tool, which also its use is very straightforward without mm. any sophisticated uh, methods which are necessary to study, etc. So mm-hmm. only we all give to this autopathy bottle only a one page of user guide of mm-hmm. instruction how to do it from saliva, this mm-hmm. fine metal potency. Mm-hmm. And we do it uh, that we spit in the funnel, which is mm-hmm. in the upper part, yeah. and then we splash it by water clean water mm-hmm. to the vortex chamber, which is the round part mm-hmm. at the bottom. Mm-hmm. And uh, here it's gradually diluted to fine matter state. And uh, so by one liter of water, reach 40C homopathic dilution of saliva of the person which is to be treated. 
Yeah. Oh, that's interesting yeah. because I did have a quick look, obviously not long enough. So you, you're actually pouring a liter, so you're spitting into it first and then you're pouring a liter of water into that funnel and that goes into that bulb. Yeah, and, and of course, and it's pouring at the other yeah, end. Here it makes a vortex in the mm. round chamber, vortex chamber, I yeah. call it in my books, and it goes out to the waste. Oh, we're yeah. going to have to put this on the YouTube so, channel. And during one or three or 20 sometime liters of water, we reach potencies uh, uh, 40C or 1M or 10M. Some people use also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How so, would you know what the potency is? I described it in my first book okay. uh, <laughs> by ink test that I gave an ink to the vortex chamber and pure water and I was observing when it will be completely transparent and without oh, any color. And at this moment, I saw that it's about some amount of water which makes it. Mm-hmm. And I also did the same experiment with Korsakov dilution. I don't know and that. I found that this amount of liters pured through autopathy bottle is corresponding the number of diluting steps of Korsakov method. And there is uh, some simple mathematics that I can say that one liter makes 40C because it's ah. comparison with Korsakov method. And it all comes from my knowledge of Finke potencies, Bernard Finke was a homopath in New York at the end of 19th century. And his Finke potencies are made in laboratory by only puring water through a vessel. So without shaking and mm. with, and all this. And Kant says about these Finke potencies that they are always reliable. And they are also prepared by some homopathic pharmacies in Europe. So until now. So it's uh, in fact, but I added also the vortex, Mm. which is very important here and which makes complete work, I think. I am fascinated by that because I'll admit I was reading through because on your website, there's actually like a PDF and that kind of explains how it works. But I'm a very visual person. I need to see the thing that you're holding and where it goes. So I didn't quite understand it when I was reading through the PDF. But now that you've held it up and you've explained it, I completely get it. And it makes so much sense because if you were to make your own saliva remedy, you know, you'd have to spit into a little bottle, shake it pour it out and then or like put one drop of that into another one then shake it like do that yeah, to get it yeah, up to a 30 so your way is very quick so you could literally make a remedy from your own spit yeah. in what like a minute or something yeah it takes minutes yeah that. yeah incredible so it, you can one minute and uh, you can reach uh, 40 c potency it's really very fast. And I also found in my practice that in autopathy, we usually need a higher potencies mm. than in homeopathy. For instance, in the beginning in homeopathy, we can use even 5C, C5 C mm. and, or C9 or such mm. things. But in autopathy, we really start usually with 60C. Mm. In even in weakest vitalities, 
we start with potential 60C and go up then. And this is a system. It is not a simple process. So mm. to work with potencies is the main knowledge, the main uh, art in autopathy to work with potencies. Mm. And really, some pot- it's very important to find the right potency for every person, which mm. is individual. Mm. Yeah. So, but it's not so complex. I explained it in, in my book that we established the potency according to vitality of the person. So, very weak persons, eight years old, and with heart disease, such things, they have low vitality and they mm. start with only one liter or one liter and a half. But children with eczema, uh, start with six liters because uh, it's high vitality, mm. young age, and also superficial problem okay. on the skin only. And so we start with six liters. So we are only two possibilities and one between, which is uh, mainly used counselors and also people who treat themselves at the beginning. But then we can go up and this is the knowledge behind this name of the patent. And we have also uh, different kinds of preparation according to overall state of the person. For instance, uh, we found that the best influence is, uh, for instance, uh, for people who suffer with candida and uh, digestive problems, that it's made from boiled saliva, where parasites or bacteria are present in the system, which harm then its boiled breath. Oh, wow. Uh, boiled saliva. And if it is, uh, for instance, Crohn disease or ulcerative colitis is of this kind for boiled saliva, while diseases of breathing system, well, lungs and all this is uh, boiled breath. So you're the breathing in the, you're breathing in the apparatus. Yeah, it's that we decline the autopathy bottle so that uh, the water is in tubes like mm-hmm. this. It makes a surface here and we bubble through nostrils. Oh wow. Left and then right and then we boil it. For instance, uh, in cases of asthma or such things. Uh, also diseases of um, heart or veins uh, are treated by boiled breath. But we can also mix breast and saliva in one ah. preparation, and then it can affect both problems, digestive and also breathing and also veins, all this. So I go now maybe too deep in, into our system, but all this is described in, mainly in the book, Autopathy Handbook. And there is all in short described. And there is also about 50 cases where I demonstrate how it worked with first interview and then follow-up interviews and how we change the potency and the method of preparation. Wow. All this is described in books. And I know that people can successfully mm-hmm. practice only according to the book. 
but we also organize seminars mm -hmm. on internet mm -hmm. and the nearest one will be very soon about, mm -hmm. about I think in October you will find necessary at the website of the party.com amazing yeah. hey, let's have a quick little break and then we'll be back excellent and we're back from the break Yeti I have another couple of questions for you so why would you boil a substance rather than just use just the normal saliva or would you um, sometimes use the saliva and sometimes boil it? Yeah, that's a good question. Soon after discovering the autopathic principle, I uh, had uh, cases where uh, severe inflammation was present and uh, simple saliva worked a little but didn't finish the work. And at this moment, I was studying a very important chapter in the history of homeopathy about nosodes. And for instance, the beginning of 20th century was treated tuberculosis mm -hmm. by the bacillus of tuberculosis, mm -hmm. which was put in uh, alcohol, 90% of alcohol, mm -hmm. and uh, left there for some time and then potentized. So these bacteria of tuberculosis were killed mm. by alcohol and mm. then potentized and then given to ill people and it helped them. Mm. It was a big problem at the beginning of 20th century, the tuberculosis, many young people died for it. But my current of thoughts was that alcohol brings also foreign information in the preparation because alcohol has its own homopathic yeah. picture. Yeah. So the similarity is slower than in autopathic preparation if we add alcohol to it. So my next step in my thoughts was to boil it because it's the same. It kills bacteria and viruses and all this, all this stuff, but it doesn't bring any foreign information to the preparation. Really, I tried both with alcohol and also with uh, uh, boiling, and it proved to be more effective with boiling. So I was right in this uh, reasoning that the foreign information wasn't present and it was more effective in treatment of uh, ill people. That is very, very cool. And I've seen you, like you use like a little kitchen or a little flambe uh, burner at the yeah, bottom uh, of the mm, this of the auto, autopathy vessel and then just boil it that yeah, way interesting uh, it, it's very important to use burner not candle or lighter mm. because this uh, produce carbon particles and smell and all these are impurities which can go also inside autopathy bottle mm -hmm. and uh, really bring lower effectiveness or, mm -hmm. or destroy an effectiveness. And therefore, I recommend a burner which has no smell. Such burners are normally sold at internet. It's mm -hmm. not my invention. <laughs> Everybody can buy it at internet mm -hmm. and use it. And it's, it's perfect. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Um, now, what other body substances do you use in autopathy? So yeah, can we, you use men's tried, blood and poo we, and, and we, tears? <laughs> me and my pupils uh, were trying all possible, maybe. Mm. 
and um, discuss. We were discussing uh, about it uh, at conferences also. But what I recommend now, some uh, fluids from body were not useful. For instance, blood. Mm. It's surprising that blood uh, had mixed results. Okay. First, it proved more less rela- reliable than saliva or breath. Mm-hmm. Because uh, my explanation is that if you puncture the skin, Mm-hmm. It's wound. So it is not information from a healthy organism as mm-hmm. saliva from the whole organism, but information directly from local wound. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. blood uh, loses its structure immediately after appearing from the wound. And so I don't know, but we don't recommend blood. And you will not find mention about blood in any of my books. Books. That's very interesting. So, yeah, because we found that it uh, gives mixed results and mm-hmm. it's not reliable and it's not good for autopathy. Yeah, the same we were using also urine, especially in cases of inflammation of bladder. But again, these uh, inflammations are very usually. Uh, solved by boiled breast or boiled breast and saliva together. Mm-hmm. And only in some cases we use this. And um, again, it's not so important and I don't recommend it because most of our experiences are really with saliva and breast mm-hmm. and prana. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I was inform- hoping you talk from about inform- that. Information from seventh chakra, from the yeah. seventh chakra, which is over the head, about 15 centimeters over the head. Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, it's nice that it was, I found this principle also by chance. <laughs> and it was uh, one of my clients, a woman who asked me that she uh, doesn't wish to continue with bodily information and that she wishes to make it directly from prana. And my answer, immediate answer was, okay, you have a seventh chakra, and so put the water in the seventh chakra, the water in the autopathy bottle, and then potentize it, and we will see. Because it's your order to to do it from a subtle part of of the organism and uh, she didn't succeed uh, i learned after after second visit so um, i meantime i studied uh, for instance pictures in pyramids in egypt in egypt i wasn't in egypt i was by my computer of course <laughs> and i saw that uh, human persons have always uh, uh, a, a ball shining mm-hmm. to them which is about uh, 15 or 20 centimeters above the head, uh, uh, while uh, animal persons at these pictures have it uh, directly on the head. So I advise to many 
of my clients than to hold it 15 or 20 centimeters in the center of the seventh chakra. And it worked really sometimes miraculously, especially in the cases of depression. Uh, I have some videos which I show uh, at my seminars where people refer what it was doing with them after administration of this. And we put always the result on the, on the skin of seventh chakra. Yeah. Bodily information as well as from prana. We wet this part between eyebrows. Brow, yeah. It's a well-known part of man yeah, from the, In the third uh, eye, in the area of the third uh, eye. Yeah. So, uh, and it worked, and uh, I had even immediate results that a very depressed woman told me on my video, which I showed to, uh, to students, that in the second day, she was completely free of depression. Wow. After years of different attempts to get rid of it. I think I saw so, a testimonial as well in one of your YouTube videos, and it was a, a lady, I'm guessing, in Czech Republic, and it was translated into English, but she said, you know, yeah. she was giving her testimonial as well. Yeah. Mm. Uh, there is also one new testimonial from an American woman who treated uh, autopath by autopathy her daughter and it was depression food allergy mm. and depression uh, was gone and uh, food allergy greatly improved so these references are usually surprising sometimes we have difficult cases and we have a lot of work to improve them while other people go very fast up mm. their feeling and health and all that. Mm. So it's interesting that something is in this ability to improve very much or uh, disability is uh, hidden in uh, inside the mm. person. I call it karma because in the European languages we have no name for this uh, inner state which is invisible. Mm. But even people with very serious problems in mind and body were improving. Mm. And sometimes people ask me, of course, if I have unsuccessful cases. And I say, yes, of course. <laughs> of course. It's not possible to cover 100% of mm. clients. Some clients didn't come for follow-up, for instance, mm. because they had so strong opposition in the family. Mm. They stopped, for instance, to do it because mm. the, man, uh, the husband was materialist and he was uh, angry to see his wife to do it. Mm. Yeah. So it has also some cultural opposition, yeah. but it's maybe the main reason why it mm. doesn't spray in the world as much as I wish. Yeah. So Yuri, do you find in general that people tend to have big aggravations from their autopathic remedies or are the aggravations uh, not generally that, that bad? It, or is it about not, similar to a normal what a normal remedy it, would be? It, 
Yes, uh, it's not seen uh, so often as in homeopathy, but it can really happen sometimes. It's not serious mm. usually, and the development follows, which is very important, hearing loss of cure, mm. which is that the healing intelligence always at first treats and, uh, and improves uh, inner organs, mm. then the surface yeah yeah so it goes automatically in autopathy so Mm. in every case almost every case you can really after careful examination of the development see that first improve something inside then outside Mm. which is uh, in homeopathy a sign of very well-selected yeah, remedy. Exactly. So hearing's yeah. law of cure, just for our listeners, we have mentioned it a few times, but it's, it's that the body heals from the top to the bottom and from the inside out and from the most recent complaint yeah. to the oldest exactly. complaint. Yeah, I have doubts only about the uh, rule uh, from above downward uh-huh. because in some cases it didn't work. Ah. <laughs> in in well, the the body is going to heal itself however it sees fit and it's not going to listen to hearing if it doesn't want to, <laughs> as long as the person is better at the end of the day. <laughs> is there anything else that you want to share with our listeners before we finish off? And do you want to tell them how they can get hold of your books and also if they want to purchase your autopathy bottle or anything like that? We will have it in the show notes, but is there any any last messages you want to share with us and how people can get hold of you and your books? All information is at autopathy.com, mm-hmm. where all you need for practicing, including information about seminars and, and of course, tools for practicing, etc. And it's also possible to meet me at the introducing seminar in one month at Zoom. And it's also possible to look at my articles at uh, hparty.com, where published about 11 or 12 articles during a long time, during mm-hmm. last 10 years. They even gave me an award uh, oh. for pioneering in homeopathy. <laughs> so oh. it was a pleasure for me to learn this. Okay, so... If you type autopathy in Google, you will find all the results. (laughs) And also at Amazon.com are books and other things Mm -hmm. uh, needed for autopathy. So everybody, it's in the reach of every man or woman in the world. But there is the cultural um, marriage, a mm. cultural uh, hindrance to it mm. because homeopaths say, why Hahnemann didn't teach autopathy and etc. But I found in uh, the work of Hahnemann, he was the first who used autopathy because when living in Paris, he was uh, over 80 years old. He had a case of a nobleman with tuberculosis and uh, well-selected homeopathic remedies didn't uh, help him. Mm. But Hahnemann, ever experimenting uh, man, took his saliva, uh-huh. potentitis, and received 
good results after that. Oh, but wow. He, but he didn't time to incorporate fully this new method to his mm -hmm. work because he was too old simply mm -hmm. and he needed to finish his work. We started 30 years before that. So it's our task now to continue. And continue. Well, Hahnemann would be proud of you, Yeri. I am very sure he would be very proud of you. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time today. It was wonderful to speak with you. And I know um, our listeners will be very excited about all these new possibilities that maybe they've been working with a homeopath and not been getting good results. And, you know, some things are not shifting. And maybe this is the answer that they need. So thank you for sharing that with us today. I really appreciate it. Thank you for inviting me. Um, I wish you a great success.